Welcome to the Swift Ascent Podcast, your weekly getaway to the fascinating world of iOS development and the Swift programming language. Join your host, Craig Clayton and Annabelle Rami, as we dive into an array of topics catering to developers of all levels, from aspiring junior developers to seasoned professionals. This podcast is meant for you to discover insights of learning, self-improvement, and mentoring within the iOS community. So whether you're just starting your journey or already a pro, the Swift Ascent podcast has something in store for you. Tune in live every week on YouTube to be a part of the discussion and gain fresh ideas to fuel your growth. And now without further ado, let's welcome hosts Craig and Anna with our special guest today, Daniela. Daniela! <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hi. Oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. It's crazy because all of a sudden I was like, oh, you know, just... Where is she? <laughs> you popped up. I could hear you, but I couldn't see you. It was so funny. So were you laughing at me behind the scene like <laughs> Craig was? I was. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> oh, so good to have you. So are That's we now awesome. officially live? This is the... Um... Yes, everyone is seeing you. Welcome, everyone. I'm so happy. You know what, Daniela? I haven't seen All you face to face, I think, since iOS Dev UK, like since we actually saw each other in real life, because we've we've chatted and we've done a few Twitter spaces, but they've always been audio only. So I haven't. Yeah, I'm so excited to see you because I was like, I haven't seen you in so long. <laughs> I saw Craig earlier today. We had a little chat, so I'm. Yeah. That's why I didn't react super because I was like, ah. <laughs> it's okay. I understand. Yeah, it was September, right? I don't get the warm welcome, but it's cool. Uh, uh, I'll cry later. <laughs> yeah, and it's no, It wasn't like that. <laughs> oh, awesome. it's funny. I'm so excited. Can you hear me well? Let's just start. Yeah, I can hear yeah. you really well. Do you have a what's your mic setup, by the way? Because I'm trying to level up. I'm using I'm using a, a what is it? A snow snowball. I see. Stewart's here. Ooh. Yeah, it's 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 pretty good. Nice, 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 nice. I just remembered I haven't put do not disturb on, on my phone. So let's do that. <laughs> Hi, Stuart. Hi, bed. Anthony. Sorry, I shouted. I just saw people commenting in the chat. Yeah, I'm putting, uh, I'm putting some, Ooh, that's not going to work. So let's try, um, automatic. I like this, uh, this, um, streaming software is really, really advanced. You can do anything. Yeah. Let me fix these comments so I can start posting and, and giving people shout outs. Um, let's do Vancouver, BC. Position. I've always wanted to go to Vancouver, but as far as I got is like Banff, which is amazing, but I always wanted to go all the way to Vancouver. I'd love to visit Vancouver one day. Canada. I heard great things about You're Vancouver. In... I'm in Toronto, yeah. It's apparently, sorry, I think I, okay, no, I overlapped you accidentally for a few seconds. Sorry, you said, what were you saying that I didn't hear? No, I said I was in Toronto. So Vancouver is like, I think five hours away. <laughs> it's still a lot. You're like, oh, same country. <laughs> like at the other side of, uh, <laughs> I was in, um, 
Did I tell you where I lived in Canada, Daniela, for like three years? I don't think so, no. I haven't told you. Well, guess where you might imagine like a beautiful place, surely, like, you know, Ontario. I, I mean, everywhere in Canada is a beautiful place, but this is a very random place to live. And I lived in near, not even in, near Regina for three years in Saskatchewan. It was cold. That's all it was it was oh, fun. Bad. It was fun. I had a great a great experience, but that's all I can say it's really cold. Like so cold that in the winter sometimes <laughs> your you know how your eyes have like a wet part to them? They would like freeze. So you you'd have to blink because it was so cold that your eyes would freeze. Yeah. I mean <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh let's get some shout outs out of the room real quick we got ed who's here um says he's super excited to learn uh we also got a tony who came in and uh i think i saw you on twitter saying you were getting your popcorn ready so that's a good thing we got everlast who actually lives close to me in my area which is probably like the only other ios dev in this city so hello and welcome um let's see who else we have then we have Daniela and Anna talking about ice cream and gelato. <laughs> um, let's see who else is here. So Tony says it's 9 p.m. where he's at. And we have a sighting from Stuart, who's in Vancouver, B.C. <clears throat> and Anthony Beckford, who's showing up. What's going on, Anthony? Thanks for joining. Um and uh and you have uh condolences from Stuart Lynch. If you um if you are if you are here, uh I got a shout out from one of my mentees, Drake is here, so I'm glad to see at least one of you guys showed up today. Um again, thank you guys for all coming and we're gonna get started. We're gonna um <clears throat> try to give you guys an understanding of what this um podcast will be like as we go. But um, it's going to grow and evolve as we grow and evolve. So please um, don't critique us too badly as, you know, again, this is our first show and we're kind of just hanging out, having fun. But the point of this, this, um, <coughs> sorry, the point of this podcast is really for us to help developers in the different stages of their career. So what we want to do is um, help junior devs or rookies learn how to get their first job. Um, the ones who got their first job, what do you do to keep your job? Because I think some people forget that you still have to keep the job that you get and it not always it's not always a fit. Um, so you may get a job, you get it, and then you realize it's not a fit for you. So we wanna try to talk about that, what you do to keep your job. Um, I also would like the transition between veteran who wants to then become a senior engineer. Um, we'll get into those kind of conversations. And then last but not least, we'll get some senior devs in here and have them talk about how they got into it and you know when they realized they wanted to become senior devs and, and all of that great stuff. So <clears throat> that's really how this, this, um, this podcast started. And <clears throat> I wanted to center it around mentees and mentorship so uh, I'd like to ask some of those questions. We'll ask some of those questions to Daniela today. She's actually a mentor 
and help you guys who are here maybe do some things that you may not um, be doing right now currently in your career or in your ramp up to being in this career. So that's it. Um, we're going to go ahead and let Anna take over and let her do her thing as far as um, getting, uh, I guess, introducing Daniela to everyone. And I'll let you go. When you say let Anna do her thing, it's always like, what the heck is she going to do? But <laughs> I, will, I will be as normal as I can. <laughs> but first of all, I wanted to welcome Daniela and give a quick intro like um, quick bio you know they do that in all the professional podcasts introduce introduce her officially although i'm sure everyone here knows who she is because she is a star of our community she's an ios developer from croatia currently living in canada toronto as you heard from the start of our conversation about canadian um cities <laughs> and she's an amazing speaker a great writer she's a mentor at, how do you, do you say codeco or code how do you even say the new name? Codeco. It's harder to say than before. <laughs> Codeco. Yes. Okay. This is this is the first time <laughs> I actually know how to say. So Codeco, and and yeah, she's a super active member of our community. Her blog is great. I think we posted it in the episode notes, so she, you can find it there. You can browse, and um, and see her great articles. And yeah, we met at iOS Dev UK last September. Uh, we knew each other on Twitter before, but we hit it off there immediately because she was like this ray of sunshine and positivity. And it was my first time speaking, but she's spoken before. Um, Swift Leads was your first time speaking, right? Yes, that's correct. That was my first conference. Nice. So, but you were already more seasoned then. So you're like, <laughs> oh, it's going to be okay. And I have this like memory of us having breakfast, me terrifyingly eating these sausages. And you were also scared because it was the day that you were presenting too. Um, but eventually it will, <laughs> it all went great. And, uh, and yeah, since then we've become, we've become friends and, uh, I'm so happy to have you here on our podcast as our first guest. That was a very loud clap. Um, and, uh, as we get started, I wanted to kick things off with some icebreakers. Um, okay. some, just some <laughs> questions to, to warm up and, uh, and to ask, I'm going to ask like a couple of, um, just regular question. You can answer them however you like. And then I had an idea to do an either or round, but I'll start with the normal questions first. Um, so what app do you use the most on your phone? What app do I use the most? Um, I think <laughs> I don't know how I would ask. A few, but maybe like uh, Ivory uh, for Mastodon. Uh, because I think I mostly use like my phone for Mastodon and Twitter here and there still. <laughs> nice. I, yeah, cause what's, um, there's a lot of Mastodon clients, but I haven't, I haven't tried. I've tried only a couple, but I'm still looking out for the perfect one. Yeah. I, I Hopefully I I'm still looking for the, for the perfect one as well, but, uh, been using Ivory, but. I think Ivory is probably the best one right now that I've noticed. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. And then I wanted to ask if, no, I actually, I like this one more. Are you a morning person or a night owl? Morning person. I, I stop functioning after 10 PM. <laughs> really? Like, so you just have, I think it's like, it's interesting. So the beginning of the day is where you have most of your energy and your focus and then 
Definitely. When I wake up, I'm ready to go running. Like I'm, I'm ready to start the day immediately. <laughs> I'm there. I am so, you have to teach me your secret. Is it just, do you have a spe special routine or do you just miraculously? Not really. It's just, you know, uh, get up, uh, drink some water and let's go. <laughs> I love this. I'm going to try tomorrow morning. Get up, drink some water and let's go. <laughs> let's see how, because I think probably the reason why I'm not a morning person is because I have a very, like, very bad morning routine. Like, you know, get up first thing, check Twitter check TikTok, scroll, scroll, scroll. So maybe I need to just get up, have water and let's go. But it also <laughs> matters when you go uh, go to sleep though. <laughs> if you go to sleep like 1 a.m., mm. like you're probably not gonna feel great in the morning. <laughs> that is true, that is true. Nice, I'm gonna ask you now the either or um, questions. So, <laughs> okay. They're going to be, of course, a personal preference, right? We don't want anyone in the comments being like, actually, that depends. Just whichever one you prefer. <laughs> so Swift UI or UI Kit? Swift UI. <laughs> nice. CocoaPods or LPM? Yes. Swift PM. Nice. Programmatic UI or storyboards when you do UI Kit? I like storyboards. <laughs> <laughs> she said that like she was scared to say it yeah everybody's gonna like, like oh, i'm with you on that though <laughs> yeah good <laughs> judging yeah i don't care i'm a storyboard you fan know out of the whole excitement i forgot that i was supposed to ask the audience these questions the audience was supposed to say what they preferred as well and i yeah so post them in the post them in the chat uh the first question was um I'll put it in there. You can keep going. I got you. I am. I just got overexcited. I think I got completely overwhelmed and I forgot that this was like the idea was that we ask and then everyone, <laughs> you know, say their favorite. Anyways, um, core data or realm or anything else. <laughs> <laughs> core data versus the world. I mean, realm is easier to work with, but core data is still the core data. <laughs> nice. You know, I would pick Realm as my main. I love Realm. However, on uh, Playgrounds, because you know, I love, I do most of my yeah. iOS work Playground. now. I don't do, I do, don't do it on X, but I do it on Playgrounds. But um, on uh, on Playgrounds, you can't use Realm because it's Objective C based, and there's no Objective C based dependencies on Playgrounds. So no Realm for me. <laughs> And the last question is, um, on your Xcode, light mode or dark mode? Dark mode. Dark mode everywhere. Nice. <laughs> yeah. There was a switch exactly. on this uh, when I joined, it was like light or dark mode. <laughs> and I was blinded by light, so like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it has to have. You know, I think my favorite, like, WWC is when they announced dark mode, and I was like, this is it. I'm happy now doesn't take much nice and but you also use obsidian nice. right like for your note taking that's your favorite um, and you have obviously you have dark mode on obsidian obviously i think i saw the screen <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously. We, not only daniela and i have the same <laughs> like our favorite note taking uh, um, everyone is like in the chat dark mode dark mode dark mode <laughs> my people <laughs> no, there's not many people with like <laughs> yes tony's the only one <laughs> 
Ah, Tony. <laughs> it's okay, Tony. <laughs> you know what's funny? It's like, Nina and I, we have our same note-taking uh, um, software, which is Obsidian. But not only that, we have the same theme for Obsidian as well. That's the... That is so Mado funny. Mini Flow. Mado Mini Flow, yeah. I, I, when I saw you post it, I was like, wow. <laughs> what are the chances? I just saw the... Because um, I saw a screenshot that you tweeted, and I was like, yeah, that is... I know that font, <laughs> and I know that vibe. I know 100%. So funny. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Stuart has a good point. He says when when he says when presenting, light mode is probably best in a large room, which I completely agree. I never thought um, that. When... It probably makes more sense because yeah. it's more it's more readable. Hmm. That's a good tip. Mm -hmm. That's a good tip that I'm gonna write down on Obsidian, and <laughs> the next time <laughs> we're presenting, I will have a look. Um, but I think that's all for me um, pestering you with uh, really strange questions <laughs> just to get going. I think, <laughs> I think <laughs> Craig, you wanted to. That's funny. You wanted to ask her about uh, yeah. the journey, so I hand it over to you, like we are yeah. on the news or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so this part of the of the interview, what we want to do is kind of do two parts. We're going to kind of talk about your early career when you first started, and I'm going to kind of talk, ask questions in regards to that, and then Anna's going to talk more in regards to where you currently are mentoring and that kind of thing. And so that way, um, anybody who's new can get some ideas from you as far as like what you did, how you worked, um, that kind of stuff. So uh, my first question for you is um, when you first, uh, how did you first become interested in iOS development and what inspired you to pursue a career in this field? So for iOS development, um... I think when I got my first MacBook sometime in I was second year in, in, in my university, uh, got my MacBook and, and an iPhone as well, my first first ever iPhone. And um, I think I, at the time I was dabbling a little bit with C Sharp. Uh, didn't really, I don't know, didn't really like it. I guess it's Windows as well. And I was just like enjoying my, my MacBook so much. Oh, and then one one point I just saw you know there's Xcode and let, let's let's try to build an iOS app, and uh, I, I I built a very simple app with just like a one button, and when you press the button it changes an image with like a a bunch of quotes. It was just like an array. It was super simple, but I downloaded it. I loaded it on my on my iPhone, and I saw it. This is what I made, and I'm holding on my iPhone. I was like, wow. And I was going to everyone, like my mom, my dad, my, my friends. I made it. <laughs> I was so proud of myself. I'm like, yes, I want to do this. This is so cool. <laughs> it's so awesome. awesome, and it's so touching because I think I've had like a really similar experience. Like when you first have something physical that you've made, and you're, you're like, what the heck? <laughs> this iPhone? I've written this and it magic, like magic, it's here. But it's I, I loved how you, you're like, I'm going to try and make an app on Xcode. So you started from the tool and like the curiosity um, took over. That's amazing. That's so fun. Sorry, Craig, I, I am interjecting. Um, <laughs> oh, no, it's cool. That's why we're here. Um, I have to say, I think console was probably the first thing that made me excited, like just seeing something appear when you, you know, like the whole concept of like, oh, I did that, but I was excited about the console. And then obviously 
the first thing I got to display on the phone. And I, I was like you, I showed everybody and everybody was like, okay, <laughs> and it was like, it was like, um, okay. So I need to show only people who do this because nobody is uh, failing me right now. So, um, that's pretty cool. Um, and when and you started in 2019, right? It started iOS. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 2019. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure so that everyone kind of has, has a understanding. Uh, she's only been doing this for four years and she's already a superstar. So, um, so what is your educational background um, for iOS? Did you self-taught? Did you take classes on school, online training? How did you start learning, learning? So a little bit of, I mean, a lot of people already know, but uh, I was a civil engineer before. Um, so I, I, I haven't, during right. my civil engineering uh, studies, I have never seen programming before. Uh, probably first time I got into that problem was when I was like 20, 24, 25. Uh, uh, and that's, uh, yeah, that's when I kind of started doing programming. Um, so I decided to go back to university because I already had a civil engineering degree and I got a computer science degree. Uh, during my computer science studies, I, I learned a lot of things, but I never really started learning programming. Uh, it's one thing that I wish I did. Um, you know, just sit down and, and start coding. Um, so when I finished my university in 2019 was kind of when I started actually uh, coding and doing things. Um, I was spending like nine to five, you know, uh, I was unemployed looking for my first job and just uh, learning, learning and developing uh, my own apps. Uh, so that's that's kind of like when I and how I started. I, I do have a computer science degree. Uh, the reason being, it's uh, very, very, very cheap in Croatia to get a computer science degree. Uh, so you don't really have to think about money and all of that. And I was like, you know, let's just get that paper. Um, so I got it. Uh, mm -hmm. And yeah, after that, I started learning programming. But I was also very lucky to participate in the uh, Codecos or Evendelix uh, first iOS bootcamp they had uh, in 2020, 2020, I think. Uh, it was like for three months. Uh, and mm -hmm. at that time, I was learning for about four months uh, when I got uh, into the bootcamp. And that bootcamp was also uh, a pretty good thing because I, I had an opportunity to learn a lot of things I somehow like missed when I was learning alone. So that was pretty cool. Nice. And when you were doing computer science, um, what programming language did you learn in that class and those classes um, I was using Python uh, C++ a little bit of C sharp um, some PHP um, even some assembler yeah I'm gonna have a tear for you for that one good lord oh that's a lot of stuff for and then you realize you didn't like any of it. Well, I mean, did you? OK, I'm assuming. So of the stuff you did, excluding iOS, was did any of them like stand out to be like, I like the programming language, even though you didn't even though you don't do it? Or were they all kind of like they just weren't for you? <laughs> I don't know. I was like uh, trying outside of, of, of school and university. I was playing around with uh, C sharp and just uh, trying to make make a game. I think I was mm -hmm. using a head first C sharp uh, book going through it, uh, just trying to like learn, but I, it didn't really stick with me. I don't know, I just couldn't make myself do it. Um, didn't really like it. Uh, Python was very fun. 
but I think I didn't really like Python because I think we were using it for for some math class and I just didn't really like it. <laughs> I don't believe yeah. So you so you did stuff with Ray Wonderlick back then when it was called Ray Wonderlick. So I just want to make sure people know. And what the question I was going to ask is who did you watch online as far as like were you were you into videos more than blogs um did you do articles like if you had to choose which which way did you typically go when you when you wanted to learn so something what i found online and my first probably like tutorial that i went through was angela Yu's uh ios uh, development course and i talked to a lot of people and they all say like oh that was my first one as well <laughs> uh yeah, so I just went through it. That's a yeah. good question. What was your, I guess for the audience, what was your first um, course that you took? Let's see how many, if anybody else is, did, did Angela's as well. Yeah, I'm sorry, no, I wanted going. to say uh, the, the one mistake that I did, I well, I found myself in a tutorial hell, right? Um, just watching tutorials yes. and not really understanding what's going on. I, like if I had to make my own, I was like... I don't even know like, how to write the hello world. Like, what am I doing here? So yeah, that, that happened. I was, I think, I think we, we all kind of go through that phase we, we realize it's the wrong direction. Um, some sooner than later, but, um, when I'm, as I mentor now, I basically don't let them do tutorial hell. It's like, pick an app, let's start working on it, and then use the tutorials to guide you through your project that you build. So that's kind of the way I go. So some of like Drake, who's here, and some of the other, um, Alandis also, who's another mentee that I work with, they they haven't, they experienced tutorial hell yet. We've all been there. Oh. <laughs> At least not, <laughs> not through me. <laughs> um, okay, so... Um, we talked kind of like how you learn what I think one thing you did say obviously was tutorial hell. That's one thing you did that you felt was wrong um, or that kind of stopped you from growing. Um, where did you when like what was the first app you decided to build and um, and how did you how like what was that process like for you as knowing that you I guess you don't have someone to like turn to, I guess. Uh, maybe you did. Maybe you had someone in Croatia or someone that's near you that did iOS, but I'm, I'm assuming you didn't. So either way, just uh, answer, you know, if you had someone or you didn't. But kind of just like what was your process like for building your first app and, and yeah, that so, experience? Uh, I mean, I didn't have anyone really in the iOS industry. And especially because when I graduated, uh, Right after graduating, I moved to Canada. <laughs> so I, that, that was like a whole new world to me and a whole new like career to me. So everything happened like at once. So that was very, uh, a lot of things. But uh, how I started was um, I actually, my, my husband he probably is probably the person who like pushes me the most and who, who like tells me and teaches me different things. And he's sort of like my mentor because he's really great at specific things. Uh, he He's the reason kind of why I got into programming because he uh, was in IT uh, back when I was a civil engineer. Um, 
he was he was a manager mm-hmm. and then he switched to being just a, <laughs> a software engineer he was the one who told me you have to you have to stop looking at tutorials and you have to start coding he was always like i want to hear you typing and smashing that awesome. keyboard <laughs> i can always hear him from 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 from, from <laughs> different room like okay let's 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 make something and then i decided to make an alarm app out of all apps out there <laughs> cool. nice do you know what this is this is That's crazy cool. because I've never heard everyone's like I was expecting everyone has a note app or like there's a there's a bunch of like uh, very popular first apps that everyone does. I have never heard an alarm app and I think it's actually quite hard. So how was working on that? Because it, it's not easy to make an alarm app. It's not easy, but I was like, you know, let's just stop on that project and it's going to let it start. I think I started with building a setting screen because that was like, okay, I think I can do this part. Uh, and nice. then some, some a little bit of UI. Um, I, I did not finish it. I think I was building it for like three or four four months. And that's when I kind of started the bootcamp and I just couldn't find more time to work on it. And then a lot of things happened after that. I got my first job uh, and so I kind of stopped, stopped, didn't really finish it uh, completely. But I've learned a lot of things. Uh, I added uh, ringtones in there. Uh, so like playing with audio APIs, um, it was it was super fun. I wow. really enjoyed building that app. <laughs> that is awesome. I think this is a, it's That's a great cool. way to go about it because you have an app, you have an outcome idea that you want to do. You started with, the thing that you're like, I can do this pretty easily. So like the first step to get you going and to get kickstarted in the right direction, which was the setting screen. And then you just went with it. And to be honest, even if you didn't finish, we we talked about this before, it doesn't matter whether you finish something or not, right? It's like about everything that you've learned along the way. And you've touched a bunch of different frameworks and things. I think it's amazing. It's such actually, now that I think about it, the alarm clock idea is a really good example for an app to build. What was the hardest part about building that, if you remember? What was the place where you're like, what on earth is going on? When I was uh, when I was like trying to find out a way to display an alarm, and then I found out that you really can't do that in, on Apple's platform because <laughs> Apple doesn't really have an <laughs> API for that for developers. Uh... So you can't like really build an <laughs> alarm map unless you do some like hacky things around it to like keep it alive, you know, in the background and actually play the alarm. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, oh man, <laughs> like, I can't finish my app. So yeah, yeah, I get it now. So would it would would doing a reminder app be a good replacement? Like uh, one that tells you, like reminds you at a certain time instead of because then you can list, okay, remind me at 2 p.m. and then and then you can yeah, set an alert. Yeah, I think it could be, yeah, definitely. Okay. Nice. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Oh, sorry, um, I'm reading some of the of the comments um, and I think it's it's really, really fun to see. And I, I think that could be a good question. Ed asks, Ed says that he struggles with now with app ideas, so, Maybe we can ask you, Daniela, <laughs> when you're thinking about to practice or when you're learning and developing now, how do you think of app ideas? Do you just, how do you go about it usually? Well, the reason why I started with this alarm app was because there was an alarm app already, uh, pretty much the same as I as the idea I had, but I wanted to make it better because I had some ideas on like, okay, I like this, but I don't really like this part. So I make, 
uh, a similar version, but add some of my flavor to it. So I think that's like probably the best uh, like suggestion to anyone out there. If you tried all of the to-do apps on the on the App Store, and you don't like some of them, or there's one you like, but it should have something different, just build your own and add those stuff yourself, right? I think this is such, it's so true because someone told me and I, maybe you agree, it's like, you think, oh, someone has already done it. Yeah, but you haven't done it yet, right? And that, it huh. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You should, if you, it, it, just to get your portfolio built, I always say, just put it in test flight. Even if you don't submit it to the store, like it's only one more step to actually click the button to submit to the store. But if you put it in test flight, you can share it with people. You can, you can still do the same things. And it, it, even if it's a copycat app, it doesn't matter. You should just do what you want to do, which makes you feel comfortable. For me, it was sports and, um, Apple was in the transition of like getting, not letting people do sports apps with logos and stuff. So I was fortunate. I was able to do some, but my first job was working in sports for eight years and that got me the job because I did two of them and they saw them. So they were like, wow, these look just like ours. And like I did all the design and everything. And uh, it was like my dream job, like love sports. So, you know, so it's a you should always just do what you're passionate about, because I think you'll the times when you're struggling to code or get on the computer if it's something you're passionate about, you'll you'll think twice and go, no, no, I'm going to go do it. But if you if you like do something where you're not so sure, like I'm going to do audio, but you're not a fan of audio, then you'll probably find an excuse to not do it. Um, so I always say find something you really like um, that you're passionate about, because when when the times are like struggling, you, you that'll push you through is when you when you're doing something you really like. Um, so um, what would you what? OK, I have to ask this question. So n knowing how you you grew up and and how you learned iOS, what would you go tell your younger self now to do differently um, as you're learning iOS? Before I started learning iOS or? Uh... As you're learning it, like if you could go back to and talk to yourself and, and like leave a note that. It, it was like an anonymous note, but you left it for yourself. Probably what would, would it be, be like to start typing in and coding right away. Uh, just make just make an app, like don't watch <laughs> tutorials. I mean, anyway, like when you're building your own app, like you're, you have to, I don't know, uh, display some data, fetch from the JSON display on the screen, right? You're going to go and, and Google how to do that, and then you're going to implement it. And that, I mean, it, it's much better way than like doing it yourself than looking someone else uh, do it. You're not going to learn from that. Uh, and then, yeah, but also but it's important. It's also to understand how that code works, um, because a lot of people will probably like go ahead and I don't know, uh, take a look at Stack Overflow. Oh, OK, this is how you do it. Then uh, copy paste it or just, you know, uh, write it yourself and then, okay, that's doing it. Let's go on to the next thing. But you don't understand how it actually works and why it works uh, the way it works. I think that's like probably one of the most important things, understanding how it works. Nice. I think. Exactly. I think that's the, that's more important than anything else. Like if you only have one app, if you know everything you're doing and why you're doing it, 
because people will grill you on why did you pick MVVM or why did you pick MVC? And if you can't answer those questions, then they're going to know that you pretty much just copy and pasted from from a tutorial or you just put it in there. So knowing each line of code um, and Alandis, who's here, um, I, I was helping him build API and um, and I made him build a manager and he couldn't tell me any of the lines. And I said, I went through line by line. I said every single thing that it did. And then the next day, I'm like, tell me what it does. And line by line, he recited everything it did. And I was like, yes, like that's <laughs> like that's the way you go. And I'm like, do not forget it. Take those notes and remember it because there will be people in your interviews or whatever. And they're going to ask you like specifically like why you did this or did that. And if you can't answer, it's going to look bad on you. So it's a really good, that's a really good thing is to know your code, not just do the code. And I also have done. some type of it's a good point. Oh, sorry, you, you go, Daniel. I, I, I think there was like a second delay and I interrupted you, but you go first. Yeah, there's a little bit of a delay, but that's okay. I, no, I just wanted to say, I saw a Stewart's comment that you, you do not take something that's too complex. Uh, that's also like very important, but sometimes it's, uh, you might do something uh, that's a little bit like advanced and it's completely okay. Oh. My, uh, sorry, my headphones are just falling out of my head. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have that problem all the time. <laughs> I have big ears probably. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's, it's uh, you don't have to understand everything completely uh, right away. Uh, I think that's also important. Yeah, that is true. And, and I think it's what I explained to, to devs is underst like understand the concept of it but you may not understand how it works or how to do it yourself. But as long as you understand the idea is all you really need. And then it'll click like everyone, it clicks differently. Like something will click in like really quickly for you. And then other things will take months. And then all of a sudden you'll be like, Oh, and it'll be like mind blown moment where you're like, okay, now I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think that as long as you understand it, sort of like you can explain it, but you may not be able to write it yourself. That's, I think that's an accomplishment. Oh, we also all forget things all the time. Like uh, if I wrote something one year ago, it was very oh. simple. Like I'll have to go. <laughs> that's why you go to Obsidian. <laughs> There's going to be like a bingo or something like a shot game. Have a shot every time Anna mentions Obsidian, but I am <laughs> obsessed. <laughs> I want to get like, add, oh um, sorry sorry I... can I add one tip to to this because I saw um a comment by Ed that says that he one thing he really struggles with is Apple documentation that he can't stay in the tutorial phase but at the same time how do you learn how to do things just I actually I think Apple documentation it you it's kind of like a box of chocolate <laughs> sometimes it's like Oh my God. <laughs> especially i love the archive documentation because that would explain to you things in real real depth but what you can do is instead of looking for a tutorial on how to build a certain feature you can find a tutorial or an article or on the thing that you're looking at the documentation for so the most important thing that helped me i think when i was learning and it still helps me now is to get as many sources as possible for the same topic so yeah, you can read one article, but if you read, I know I also love chocolate. Um, you can read one article, but if you read 10, you would have hear, heard the same concept in like different flavors and you'll have a, a better idea and like you'll be able to tell it in your own words. 
um, because I, I personally, I try really hard also to stick to the documentation, but there are certain things that I'm doing now that I'm like, I can't just read the documentation for this because it makes no sense. No, it doesn't make sense. Apple documentation, I, it's like other type of documentation for frameworks and things. I'm like, I need a bunch of context around it. And that's why sometimes maybe a tutorial isn't the best, but other, um, other sources are good. And I also wanted to add one more thing uh, that I enjoy certain tutorials, the tutorials like Stuart's tutorials. I'm so happy that he's in the audience uh, because he takes an argument that seems like a, a, a small concept and then he explains it in such detail that at the end, I am like, I'm a wizard at this now. And I don't remember what was the last one of his that I watched that was exactly like that, but it was just getting in depth with things was really, really fun. Sorry for interjecting once again. I need to learn how to shut up sometimes. <laughs> you're good, you're good, you're good. Learning um, and I, things. Think... I think it's very helpful also for everyone um, to just share the best methods. And that's all we do at the end of the day. We're just forever learners. My um, my favorite documentation is Paul Hudson. Okay. Uh, yeah, because he explains some stuff that uh, I think him and Daniel Steinberg are two of the best in explaining really complex stuff. Like they find a way to make it seem so simple. And then when you finish the tutorial, you're like, okay, I'm ready. And then you're like, wait, shit. Like, okay, now I need to go back and like watch it again. Cause I still don't understand it, but they're like, they're really good at explaining hard, complex things. Um, and I really liked when I started um, Paul wasn't around like YouTube really wasn't around when I was like learning Objective-C. So there wasn't a ton of stuff for me to watch. But as I grew and like learning Swift and trying to like learn the nuances of it, Paul really helped me drill in some of the concepts that I was um, that I wasn't quite sure what the heck, what the heck they meant, because um, it was a like it was definitely a transition period from going from Objective-C to Swift. Um, it was a nice transition, but it was definitely a transition period. I think we should we can go ahead and flip um to Anna and and letting you ask some of the questions about where where Daniela is now. Um Where are you now? So I'll let you have it. At home. It's snowing outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's snowing. Nice. Yeah. Of course cuz it's kind of course. today it was 14 degrees in the UK today went out with a hoodie. No, I'm joking. I shouldn't rub it. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to ask, okay, let's talk a little bit about your current, and please correct me if I'm wrong, because if I'm wrong, I'm going to look like a big dummy, but you are now mentoring, like, so you went through the bootcamp for um, Codeco, Code Codeco, 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 okay, like Echo, like, yeah, what my mic is probably going to do at some point, <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were in the Kodeko bootcamp, but now you are a mentor at Kodak. You've written lots of great articles there, and you also have mentees, right? Uh, so I get this right? Yeah, so the, the bootcamp is still going. I was a mentor uh, for the first bootcamp uh, last year, July mm -hmm. to November, I think. But uh, I, I, I'm not mentoring like this new cohort of students. Uh, it would, ah, okay. it would be a little too much for me. <laughs> But it's good though that you've so you've gone through the bootcamp and then you've taught the bootcamp. Yeah. I think that's a that's amazing. <laughs> that's so good to be in that place. So how did it feel to be on the other side of uh, of the 
desk of the teacher's desk. Yeah. It, it was it was something it was different definitely i was like okay like this is cool now i'm behind the scenes <laughs> like seeing what our mentors had to go through with us <laughs> but uh i've 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 enjoyed it um it was a little bit hard though to be honest like doing it with, with a full-time job and everything uh you're trying to like give your students as much of your time as you can uh but also uh like trying to stay uh, sane in <laughs> the same time uh but it, it was I, i've enjoyed it it was awesome how did you learn how to t- because right now i have uh, um i have some mentees and i really i really struggle to teach like explain things that i know in my head because i've learned as i was saying earlier through a million sources so now it's kind of like ingrained but i really struggle to explain things so how did you um how did you learn or if you have any tips on that because i would really appreciate them yeah <laughs> I, i guess i don't know teaching is definitely definitely completely like different um definitely different uh you have to approach it like completely different way i i don't know i think like so i uh, well i started writing articles and like tutorials and teaching people before i got my first job so uh that's also like a funny story i guess also it's completely different you know uh to explain things you just I don't know, like some people have, a, I guess, a knack for, for the way, for explaining things and for like teaching others. Um, but you, the, the first important thing is to always put yourself in their shoes. Uh, and I guess like being a mentor, uh, and I, I mean, I have like two, two, two and a half years of experience. Uh, I, I was in their shoes like two years ago and I know exactly what they are going through. And so just put yourself in their shoes and try to explain uh as 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 it's in, in a simple way as possible i guess um i think this is actually such a good shout because of course you think like oh i need to say in a way that makes sense for anyone but to kind of like to, as you said to put yourself in their shoes it probably it gives a different perspective i wonder how i would have explained closure to anthony i don't know if anthony's still here but one time he asked me to explain closures to him and i was like how how i mean i know how how do i how do i explain i don't even know i don't even know if i fully know how they work <laughs> at some point <laughs> but i was like how do i yeah. explain something that i have a concept in my head so it's interesting to see it to to flip the script instead of thinking how do i explain but how would they understand um i think this is a re- actually really so really solid advice <laughs> and um What was I going to ask? Because uh, uh, now I started going on a tangent and I do that all the time. Days, Days said you pretend you're explaining to yourself when you first start. Uh, That's the way she did it. That would be good. That would be good. I wish I had like a rubber ducky to person. I, I don't have a rubber ducky to per- personify old Anna that started to, well, young Anna that started to learn I, iOS. I have But a have- doggy <laughs> <laughs> that's my rubber ducky. <laughs> nice. nice. That's good. I'm gonna... I I got a I got a question for you actually from Ed. He said, "Would you guys say it's a requirement to get something on the App Store before applying for a job?" I I would. I test didn't have works. an app on the App Store, neither test flight. And I still got my first job, so I wouldn't say it's like a hard requirement. Get you, did you have something yes. in GitHub? Yeah. Yes. 
that is actually what helped and, me get yeah. my first job. So worst case scenario yeah. is is GitHub. Um, you know, the secret is like when I got my first job is probably by miracle or something because I didn't have anything. On the... <laughs> I didn't have an app on the store. I didn't have an app on TestFly. I didn't have anything on Git. I didn't even. I mean, I barely knew, but I, I got supremely lucky and I had my first job was the best people in the world, like such a good company. And I learned so much sometimes by baptism by fire because I did know some iOS, but my first day there they put me in front of the code. It's like, okay, here's the iOS app. Um, it's a five-year-old untouched. So like last time it was touched, it was five years ago. Uh, Objective-C code base. Wow. And I was like, I think I barely, barely know Swift. Like barely, like just enough to like <laughs> understand something's going on. Um, so that was fun. <laughs> but at least, you know, they, to be honest, I think it doesn't matter much about your your what you have on your github or your app um, app store pages or that it just i think everyone is different every person is different so i when i went into the job market i introduced myself as i used to be a scientist i've done a conversion course into very similar thing uh, into computer science so i i was currently still studying so i said i am an academic person so i enjoy research i enjoy these type of things and this is what i can i can bring so depending on your i had to post it i think based on what you're bringing and like what's your what, what's unique about you that's how you're going to present your persona of course if you have then github that's gonna be an advantage to you and if you have an app store, like an app on the app store, that's another advantage because it shows things. But I think there's not much of a minimum requirement. I think it all depends on on your unique unique selling point. Does it make sense to say that about? But when you're a candidate, you have to have a unique selling point. I guess. Um, I guess that's what I would say. <laughs> yeah, I guess for a junior developer, like <laughs> I mean. What you really have to show up is that you know the basics, I guess. Uh, most companies just ask you, if you, if they give you a take home or anything, it's just going to be, you know, uh, here's an API display list of data. Uh, and just, just if you can show you can do that, exactly. you're good. But I think also a lot of them are looking for some like, what we call soft skills, right? <laughs> uh, which I really don't like mm. the words. They're not soft, they're very important. Mm. Uh, that's also quite important. <laughs> <laughs> Because those are the things that you can't really, I mean, you can teach someone soft skills and communication than these things, but it's a lot harder to teach that than it is to teach Technical about, skills, I don't yeah. know, how to parse JSON. Yeah, exactly. I guess it, that's so, so that's good. So that's key then to work on, I think your, what makes you unique sounds so like Disney Channel 2006. What makes you special? What makes you <laughs> you? But it, everyone, everyone is different. You're not just an iOS developer, you know, like everyone comes with their own story. So if you, if you take your story and what has brought you to this day and you add to it, like things that you do to the side and you show that, yes, I am eager, not just eager to learn. I love to learn. Learning is my passion. Um, I think that's probably going to be very beneficial for um, for getting your first junior job. I think that's the the willingness to learn 
even more than the ability to learn, I think the willingness and the readiness uh, to your brand. Yes, they says your brand. I think it's it's true in a way. Um, just yeah, how you present yourself and what makes your your story. I think uh, <laughs> I'm just talking about this so I, I don't have to remember what was the next question I was gonna <laughs> ask because I can I can <laughs> I will be very honest. I'm not using Obsidian, so I am lost in Notion and I cannot find my next question. <laughs> <laughs> While you look, I can I can ask um, a question. I think you answered the this, but I let me just post it up. Is how do you know when you're ready to apply? Um, also, there's rarely junior iOS developer positions available. Suggestions. Let me tell you a little story of how I applied to my uh, my first job. Uh, I think I was like one month into learning. I didn't even know how to parse the JSON yet. So, and I was applying for jobs. I did that, yes, because like when you should when should you start applying to job yesterday? <laughs> like start applying immediately because like if you wait, like what's the best time to wait for anything? Like don't wait, just just apply. I know it's like very very intimidating, it is, but just start applying. That's what I did. I came to Canada. I was like, I'm just gonna look for for who's hiring. <laughs> Let's see, and just spent like I think two weeks applying to like hundred hundreds of jobs. Um, I was looking at like, I don't know, Indie, LinkedIn, different, different sites. Uh, I wasn't on Twitter back then. Um, and I was just, you know, applying. There were a few junior positions. I applied to a lot of senior positions as well. And I also applied directly to <laughs> like, um, company emails. <laughs> so this is quite funny, but I'm just going to say, it. uh, a lot of companies use like careers at this company.com. Uh, it was just poking and nice. sending for jobs at this company.com <laughs> and sometimes That's an email gets right returned like okay it's not this let's write another one uh if it gets returned back like okay no, no. <laughs> uh and i even got a reply from a few of them which is like okay That's okay awesome. this works you know <laughs> <laughs> so I just sent like a general. I was like, That's "Look, awesome. I know you're currently not looking, but this is like uh, my general position. If you are looking right now, or you will be looking soon, you know, I'll get back in touch. I'm looking for my first job. That's that's what I did." Wow. Do you know what, Daniela? <laughs> I did not know this about you, but I already I admire you a lot. <laughs> now my my, my my admiration is gone off the chart. I love you. Were just like. I'll just Way apply if they they could have iOS developer I could be their iOS developer you just went and I like what what you said also at the start the fact that it's like if you wait like you're maybe you're gonna be you you think you're gonna be a bit more ready but you never feel ready to apply and to start and to even after you get the job you'll never feel ready to start anyway so why why just wait so this is really good point wow I am I am like, so, I'm sorry, I'm in so, awe still. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, I applied, I applied okay. after a month, I applied to the senior positions, and that is just <laughs> boss moves. Boss. That is serious. I was trying to find a good word, but that describes it. That is boss. <laughs> wow. So I think the other way of looking at how you apply is not by the title, but the list of items that they're looking for. Um, so if I can do if I can do two thirds or like most of them, 
then I'll apply and then I'll BS through not BS, but I'll basically say, oh, I may not know this one or this one, but I learn fast and I can and I can do it. Or um, before, um, like, I'll put a note down when I send that resume to that one and I'll look into the other things that they had in the list. So if they do come back, I know what to say, how to reply. Um, if you've read, if you've read one document, you've read all of them for Apple, they pretty much are formatted the same. So it's not like it's really hard for you to figure something out. Um, so I always say if, if I can do maps, I can do core data. If I can do core data, I can do any of it because they pretty much it's, it's not, it'll take me a couple of days. And, and so what I typically do is if I really like the job, I'll start learning some of the stuff that's the skill sets that are in the list just in case. But then even if you don't ever get a callback, it's another thing you learn. And then it's another thing you can add to the list of stuff you do know. So um, don't always go by, oh, I can't do everything on the list because that then you'll never you'll never apply. Um, so that's that's what I what I would do. I'm, I'm like the themes that are coming across from this discussion, the fact that you have to be greedy with your learning and you have to be bold by putting yourself out there. I think it's like such an empowering message for everyone. And I hope whoever listens to this and whoever watches this feels a bit of like, heck yeah, I can go. <laughs> <Let's> I... <laughs> boss. Enter Daniela, AKA yeah, boss. Glass of water, let's go. <laughs> glass yeah. of water, let's go. <laughs> and I like- <laughs> Like a boss. Honestly, I like a lot of the comments by the way. People are talking about failure. People are talking about how it helps. And I think that that is also such a wonderful tool. How would you, how do you handle um, failure, Daniela? And how, what are your tips on what to make the best out of it? I had an interview. I had an interview once where they gave me a calculator app. So there was a lot of code in there. I just had to like write the logic and I failed miserably. And I think I actually cried after that interview. I, like it was in person interview and I left that room and I was like, oh my God, like I couldn't write a calculator. I think like I just couldn't understand the code that was already there. Uh, you know, if they came like uh, write a calculator completely from scratch. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I, mean, I probably could do it, but like I just couldn't under couldn't make sense of the code that was already there. I was, I was you know, and then you start uh, sweating like oh, you you're already like uh, set for failure, and then <laughs> head, and that was that was I felt horrible. But I think that that might tell you that the job isn't for you because if you couldn't understand their code, then you probably would struggle understanding the code that you work with full time. So you should probably have just looked at it as a positive that you were able to see how they code before you got the job. I mean, it's it's like it's past, but you could always think of it as in, yeah, that's not a job <laughs> I want to be at <laughs> instead of yeah. it being like a negative. Um, first of all, if anyone gave me a calculator app, I wouldn't want to be at that job because that to me sounds boring. <laughs> So if they would have been like, yeah, you're going to do a challenge for a calculator app, I'd have been like, yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to leave because <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Like, I, that's not what I want to do. Give me something interesting. Yes. But if you give me a calculator. Yeah. Me and math, we have a mutual uh -huh. agreement. I don't mess with it and it doesn't <laughs> mess with me. So, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. It would have been like, peace. See ya. <laughs> so I feel like I've. 
I feel you though. I've also had interviews where at the end I came out and I just cried. I think it's it's always hard when people put like you have to of course you have to prove something and you feel like you have something to prove and for some reason or another, which is not always your fault. There's always, you know, something going on. And then you come out, you're like, Wow, I didn't live up to my potential. But how did you what did you I guess what did you learn from that and how did you afterwards you know you wiped your tears and you were back in boss mode but how did you how did you psych yourself up <laughs> yeah uh i don't know i guess it's usually every time i don't know every time i feel an interview or anything you do feel sad and you do feel bad and that's completely okay uh it's completely okay to feel those emotions you will uh don't you know don't hide it just but um it, tomorrow you, you just feel better you know uh i think it just goes away uh you feel bad five minutes the next five minutes you're okay uh let's let's see what's next and let's just move forward right um i think most of us probably like work like that one day we're sad and then the next day we're signing an offer or something you know and it's just ah, oh, i'm not a complete failure <laughs> i like i think the i think a really good point that you made i'm sorry is that you interviews are everyone's gonna fail them like it doesn't matter how experienced you are it doesn't matter like what you don't know or do know there's fits and there's not fits and i think everyone should understand especially if you're a junior dev and you haven't interviewed yet don't take an interview that you feel is bad or like that's a, a it's a knock on your skills it's just a way for you to learn, like take your interview process as a learning process, because honestly, there's probably someone that may be better than you that they didn't get the job either. Or there's somebody who it's like it, you just take it with a grain of salt and try not to make it so personal. But it's hard because we're all like, you know, I, I'm the same way when I first started interviewing, but I like don't like interviews. So you know, if you don't do them a lot, you're going to always come off as like, oh, you didn't answer it well. Um, so if you're one of those who doesn't who don't like interviews, just do them constantly and just keep doing them, keep doing them. I know someone who has a job, love their job, but like every year they do interviews just to like know what's out there, know what people are looking for, but they're not looking for a job, but they just do that to keep fresh. So just look at interviews as a way to learn and increase your skills as another uh, set subset of being a developer. And, and, and I think you'll get better at the interviews as you go on. I think one of my biggest fails in an interview, I'll say, because I was like, I went into the, to these interviews, you know, when there's like that diagram that people show that it's like, you're a junior developer, you're like, I know nothing. And then after a while you're like, I know everything. And then you're like, I know nothing again. <laughs> I don't know what, what that guy goes, but I was in the stage where I thought I knew everything. I thought I was genius. And I went in and um, I, I think, I don't remember exactly the question, but I was so confidently wrong in the way I answered. And it was just <laughs> such, I was so random the way it went and they were not happy. And then they asked, started asking me question. And I think the moment it sunk in was they were, you know, when they do that technique where they ask you a question and then they dig a little bit deeper, they take something that you say and they ask you stupidly. I don't know why I mentioned objective C runtime. So they said, explain objective C runtime. <laughs> yeah. what, can you say? what can you say to that? And I was like, I have digged myself this grave. 
I have let my cockiness, I have let, <laughs> I have brought myself here because if I didn't mention Objective C runtime, it was it was irrelevant as well to the question that I answered before. If I didn't mention this, no one would have asked me this, and I would have been happy. So that's, what, <laughs> but it's it's what everyone says. Like you, yeah, it requires as Ibrahima says. It's like it requires a lot of practice. Without practice, you don't you know you don't improve, and without being bold and applying vigorously you don't get to have the practice so i think it all comes to to that to just what you said daniela to being boss i love that <laughs> i think that's the theme that's the best lesson from the episode <laughs> uh any more questions or do you want to maybe ask one more, one more one question more. from the audience if you have any anything you want to ask um daniela we'll We'll wait a few seconds because it's a bit delayed. Um, we'll ask uh, one more. And then I realize it's like an hour. And I said initially, yeah, we'll, we'll keep this like short and, you know, <laughs> short and snappy. <laughs> it's our first one. So hopefully you guys bear with us as we're still trying to figure things out. But um, I think, oh, so while we're waiting on a question. So my, my, first, my first app story is pretty funny. So... Um, when I got into the app game, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let anyone that wants an iOS app, I'm going to build it for free, whatever. Don't care. So I had a coworker who came up with this idea called a swear burger. <laughs> and it was a burger that had layers. And what it did was it randomly created two swear words and put them <laughs> on top of each other. And then like the burger would like, it would animate, like it would like be like, like rolling through the words and then like the toppings would go bigger depending on how much of a strength the word was and so it was the first project i built i would not share it with anyone it took me like two and a half months to build it and then he wanted it in the store i put it in the store but i wouldn't share it i'm like why did i build this because now i can't share it with anyone because how am i going to explain this in an interview where it's a swear burger that's doing these like pretty ridiculous curse words and i'm just like um well at least i learned <laughs> and then and now it was like but it took me probably like two months that now if i look back it'd probably take me a week or less and it was a good experience so for me that was my very first like like app in the store um but i never used it for anything i was I too afraid a challenge to anyone watching this stream i challenge you all to come up with your version of the swear burger and then tweet <laughs> i need to see this <laughs> we have gotten like a lot of questions in the meantime and they're all really good questions uh yes i, I got one up can ask there's i got one up oh, already okay. there we go you see Problem it? solved. What, what 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 was your favorite app to build, Daniel? The app that I built. Um, I haven't built like like many apps. I mean, while well, well, I was learning, I, I did build like a weather app, um, a to do app, and then like a chat app <laughs> with Firebase. That was uh, fun. But uh, my favorite <laughs> one, yeah. But I, I, I think I quite enjoy building the alarm app. Honestly, um, that that. That, I think that nice. was probably like the best. I, I do enjoy it. I challenge someone to do an alarm <laughs> app now. <laughs> and tag Daniela yes, and me and Anna, please. Please. 
GitHub. I want a GitHub page. Yeah, that that was. Uh, but I am building an app right now because I I haven't I had to stop like in two three months because I was very busy. It's like you know finding time to do uh, side projects. But I'm building like a, a macronutrient tracking app. Uh, it's something that oh, I need. Oh, nice. Uh, so yeah, I, I think best app ideas comes from something that you need. Awesome. Yeah. It is, and I have one that I haven't been able to get to. And I know it's not in the store and it's like, I've been itching to do it, but I don't have time. Nice. Here's another one. Uh, Stuart asked, what's next for you? Me? Uh... We can put some inspirational music here. <laughs> I don't know. Like what, uh, I've been speaking at a lot of, lot of conferences, um, but I was like thinking maybe to like slow down a little bit. Uh, it takes a lot of time to, to, to do a, a talk. And while I'm working on the talk, you know, I could be learning some, some different things, uh, building, building apps. It's just, you have only, you have only so many hours <laughs> in a day. Um, so yeah, what I would like to focus on is like to build uh, an app and have it on the app. So I would really, really love to do that. Um, and yeah, I think probably that's like the next thing for me. <laughs> nice. Uh, Another question, most challenging library or integration? I don't know how I would answer this. Oh, I think I maybe I something that I find challenging like right now is uh, at work we have a modularized app, um, like different modules for, 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 uh, for, for networking, uh, styling, everything. And we use Swinject for like dependency injections. And I always, I don't know why, but I find that so confusing and still trying to like wrap my head around it. <laughs> so maybe I that's like the one. Dependency injection. Awesome. Sorry? So no, I just said, so maybe that's uh, that would be the answer. But to be honest, it's like, I feel like dependency injection is one of those things that we have over, like the world has overcomplicated. And now there's like a million, there's libraries and there's frameworks and there's all these things. That, so it's, I mean, I would, I would, I'm pretty sure I would struggle with that as well. By the way, we, we said one more question. We asked three more, but it's okay because it. Yeah, here's, yeah, it's fun. And we'll give you one more here. So technologies to focus on. I personally say JSON, learn how to utilize APIs and, and core data. Others Definitely was the question. JSON. Definitely what JSON, like learn how to, how to parse a JSON yeah. and display it in, in a list or just print it. Uh, that's that's like probably the, the basic skill. Uh, something else. Um, so I do love SwiftUI. I really love it. But you you, sh you have to know you like it. It's it's. 99% of companies still use UIKit and it's just when you know UIKit, you have a yeah. big advantage in job interviews. Um, not not all companies. I, I'm lucky that my current company we use with UI. Uh, I've been using SwiftUI for a year and that's been very, very exciting. But um, you have to learn UIKit. So I think that's probably uh, the second thing you have to learn. Even today. Nice. Nice, good. And are you going to make your app, Daniela, in UIKit or in SwiftUI? SwiftUI all the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to, I am really nice. excited to see that. Thank, I think now it, we don't have any, any time for any more questions. <laughs> I have to be the evil no. news anchor. This. <laughs> now we're going back to the studio. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But yeah, thank you so much for answering our questions. Thank you for answering the audience's questions. It has been 
amazing to have you here. And I feel like I come out of this, like I probably gained the most because now I'm gonna be boss. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring back what I've learned yeah. today and I hope like I'm itching to just start to use it in my day-to-day life so thank you Daniela because that I think was something I know I needed to hear I hope everyone else also feels the same because it's a big like spur of energy and excitement so thank you so much for that personally as well not just on behalf of everyone but thank you be the boss that's that's uh <laughs> have a glass of wine let's go just not while you're coding um but um yeah i would i i my sentiments are the same thank you for being here uh thanks for being the first um person that we got to interview and talk to and just chat about what we love i know all of us are passionate about ios helping and doing and teaching and um it's great to just be able to sit here and help all levels of iOS, um, not just uh, advanced users. Um, so hopefully it'll grow and we'll be able to get you back on in, in the like anniversary oh, yes. episode or something. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It was super fun. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. You got it. And shout out to everyone in the audience <laughs> well, as well. Hi, Brahma, by the way, I saw you earlier. I didn't say hi, but it's so good to see you here. <laughs> so, hi to everyone and thank you so much for everyone who tuned in. It's been super fun. Yes. And everyone, we will see you next week. Next week, um, we have uh, a junior dev who's going to come on and talk about her experience. She is learning iOS uh, and she's going to kind of break down what she's been doing. Uh, We're going to talk about what it's like to be a single mom learning how to code um, as well um, while juggling a full time job. So she's a guest next week. And then the following week, we're going to have Stuart on. So please just keep uh, subscribe to the channel uh, and keep uh, follow all of us on Twitter, but definitely uh, Daniela for one, get her on your Twitter first because that's how you become a boss. And then um, if if you decide to, you can follow me or Anna at, uh, else. Um, but we <laughs> we would like we um, we will start tweeting out more and more uh, people who are going to be on the show. Um, we're planning to do 12 shows and then stop and then 12 more shows. So, um, and every show is going to rotate between senior juniors, regular devs. So we're going to have a range. It's not going to just be all senior engineers and people who have like 25 years experience. We want to get experience from all perspectives and all views and from all nationalities and races and, and genders. So, um, please, if you're interested in being on the show, you know, tweet at me at the dev me, uh, Anna and Daniela's, uh, info is in the description. Her website's in the description. And again, thank you very much for all, you all being thank here. Thank you. And thank you so much, Daniela, once again. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank both of you.